Ah, another beautiful morning in Commuterville. You, alone in your car, crawling down the interstate. Stuck behind the SUV from Maryland, but firmly in front of the sedan from D.C. There is a better way. Van pooling. Save on fuel. Get to work in a better mood. And help get cars off the road for the planet's sake. Learn more at vanpoolalliance.org. Ride on. Daily is proud to partner with Panasonic to provide Toughbook rugged mobile computers to keep public safety agencies efficient and informed when failure isn't an option. The Toughbook is an extremely durable device with a reputation for ruggedness to ensure public safety personnel stay connected in hazardous and harsh conditions. Daily and Panasonic providing the best technology solutions for those who keep our communities safe. Learn more at www.daly.com/toughbook. Hi there, I am Adam Kierpas, and this is my novel, Life Choices. On that day, Miss Malham decided to stay at home with her children. Little Frederick caught her heart. She pondered for quite a while whether this was a decision whether she would ever regret this decision you know there are, uh, some people make a decision stand on a crossroad they do not know which way they want to go but they somehow know either way either decision you made you make you will regret it in the end people who do not feel satisfied with their lives you know you know either way your life will never really turn up as it is and this is what miss malham pondered about later she thought about that no matter what decision she made, would have made, it wouldn't have changed a thing. This is later on in your life when you see the world as it is, when you are struck by reality or in a way conceded to reality. You give up your dreams and one key moment where your dreams do not poke you anymore, do not encourage you and motivate you anymore. This very moment is when you stop thinking about an alternative, when you stop imagining your life could have been different in a way or another. You are struck by reality or sickness of reality. You have lost all imagination. Life is at its ease. You cannot change it. Either way, Miss Malham stood with her kids. Increasingly, she started to feel a contempt for her children. They bothered her. Their voice, occasionally, when she had her day off and she would be at home watching them and she would feel a growing anger 
inside her. She would look at them and say, in the end, they are going to end up as like as me. She thought about the people she knew, the people she went to school with, her brothers, her family. There is no hope. There is no escape of this. This, she was sure. She even said to herself, why bother? And one of those gloomy, dark days, and there are many, she thought about ending it all. She thought about that life is nothing but suffering, that there would no light and sun shine in their lives ever. And why don't she spare her selves and her children hardship? She thought about it in a rational way, in a scary rational way, which would appall everyone, which would appall people who do not know about the circumstances, what might think, or what might let think a mother about this hideous solution just end it all and at least at least they would not have to be bothered about it anymore because she thought about one thing and this would be that these are going to be drug addicts going to be people who will not ever in a way succeed she was sure of it and this was one of those Days where she would self chastise her, where she would chastise herself, where she would be convinced that nothing good will ever come out of her. That it is maybe she, that that is maybe genetic. This is what people occasionally ponder about when they look at their circumstances, when they look at their surroundings, all others are successful, all others seem to do something right in their lives and I cannot, I do not accomplish. Those people they think back at school, why couldn't they move up the social ladder why didn't why did they fail and it leaves them restless and it always ends up yeah it is all me and she could not help it when she bought little frederick a school back because he was about to enter school life she pondered whether it was even worth the money. She pondered when he will get his first notes, his first marks, where then she would have the proof in her hand that she cannot be any solution, that she can never be 
saved, never get out of it. This is what it is. But what happened came to everyone's surprise. Mrs. Malhelm did not really care about her children. She did not learn with her children. She, she kept her distance. The children did not really perceive her as a mother figure, but rather as an aunt or a distant relative or maybe an older sister who is bothered by them. This is something they indeed perceived. They were bothered. She's bothered. She's, she's vengeful. The children try to avoid her only when it comes to eating hours. They would gather and flock around her, but on other occasions they would avoid her, stay away. You don't want to raise any attention. You do not want to raise sleeping dogs. This is what they were all sure about. But then, and because of this, Mrs. Malham, Miss Malham did not really know her children. She did not, not she did not know her characters. She did not know the, what their children like or dislike. She did not even know their favorite candy, uh, or their favorite color, what they like to watch on TV. She she bought her her little. Frederick, the youngest, just a random bag. She didn't care just to fill her pocket. This is all what she thought about. This was all. She didn't care. But when little Frederick entered school, and it was one of those schools for, for, for the poor, which was scarcely furnished, the, Desks were all crooked. The, the windows were not really isolated. You could partially look through the edges. You could partially not really close the windows. During course, you would hear the noise outside. The Teachers, some of them did not even had real school degrees. Some of them were even high school dropouts. The school had to had to had to make their peace with it because those who had a, a degree, those who went to college would by any means necessary avoid being being transferred to a school which was actually considered nothing but a hood school and, and that's why the sure school in a way looked the other way when uh, applicants for teacher jobs did not really have the qualification everyone can read and write and those teachers who went to school or uh, in order to teach our children they would just read their 
books, they would learn through the job and then pass on their education. So in that in that sense, this school had a low quality and it did not bother anyone because everyone pretty much assumed that there would not be any help and that these children there would be doomed. There is no help to them. They will probably end up as drug addicts or whatever you want. So it just was a means of appearance. You wanted to coax the world into a into a perception that everything is right, that everything is all right. Yet it wasn't because it still meant that poverty, that circumstances, social circumstances would be inherited the moment those children entered school and hoped and even imagined that in a way or another, the American dream would work out for them. They were badly disappointed because people had already given up on them. There was no chance that anyone in that school would get out, get out and accomplish it. A chance, but a little one. And there, right there, came little Frederick. His siblings, nor his mother, did notice that little Frederick was a genius. His, he somehow flew under the radar. No one really cared. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't bother anyone. This was the main reason. But in school, in school, in increasingly, Mrs. Combs, who had, who grew up poor her, Self, and she was one of the few teachers who had actually the right qualification. She was one of the, those teachers, one of those smart women who could work their way up, despite the fact that her mother was a prostitute and her fa father was the pimp who sold her mother to other men. However, and despite the fact Miss Mrs. Comp was a success and she dedicated her life to help others. This had, of course, to do with the fact that she could not have children of her own and she, she then decided to pass on her motherly love to those who would deserve it, to those who need her help. And the first time she met little Frederick, she was immediately aware of his genius. She immediately uh, understood that the way he sees things, how fast he can solve math issues, that he is already proficient in language, gave her a pretty clear image of the witzer, of the boy. And this was her beacon of hope. Exactly those children 
would somehow, in a way, get out of the hoods, get out of these poor circumstances and write the success story. She eyed him and she eyed him closely and she then helped him. She talked with the principal. She talked with other people. The main issue about smart kids is that despite they are being smart, it actually does not really change anything. It doesn't. But it, or it depends on one thing. And this is finances. This is support. Without it, you can do whatever you want and you will not succeed. And Mrs. Combs was very successful to allocate funds and channel them towards little Frederick so that he can get away, so that he will find a solution and that he can access a better school. And she then succeeded transferring him to a more sophisticated school where he would not be plagued by poverty and whatever you have. When Miss Malhal was called to the school principal's office because of little Frederick, she was pretty much sure that she was she would be told that her little boy would be a retard and a disappointment and that she better take him out of school or send him so towards uh, another life choice. She f thought that she would get another another proof that her life is pretty much hopelessly doomed and then she was surprised by the tone of the school principal he was cheerful and he called little Frederick a remarkable man a genius who does not deserve to be among these children. Principal Payne, he was a decent man. He was not prejudiced, but he knew one thing, and this was that you could not save all. He knew that the school was in a dire situation. He knew that instead of spending money on schools, the, the city government would spend money on junkies to get them clean and off the street. Instead of investing in education, the city government had chosen to support programs of drug addicts, criminals, rapists and pedo 
files to integrate them into society. They pretty much started out very late about integrating people into society. They rather tried to heal the effects and did not go to the core of it. Principal Payne pretty much knew it, but he wanted to help every child, everyone he could get to get out of these circumstances. Because he sincerely believed that the responsibility of a government is that it is for the people, that it must prevent that poverty is being inherited. It must care for, not those people who had already decided to throw away their lives, no, but for those who have actually not even started it, who hadn't come to make own life decisions. And he thought about it adamantly help the young and you would and you will heal the entire organism so his cheerfulness when he broke the news to miss malhelm that frederick would be transferred into another school and that she does not have to pay anything for it that little Frederick would get support and even get little pocket money to attend school. Miss Malhelm was awestricken. She didn't know what to say. She thought about this as just this once in her life. Finally, she gets something back and she was relieved. She was over the top. She didn't expect it. Something like this, that. And she again thought about Frederick's husband, this man who left her strength. She contributed Frederick's wits solely on him. She was sure that she herself couldn't pass any good genes on the next generation. No, it had to be him. So on that day, little Frederick got his favorite ice cream. Miss Malhelm didn't know what his favorite ice cream was. However, she bought a bulk of it and Frederick and Frederick who did not understand the attention was just fine with it everyone seemed to handle him differently everyone seemed to act differently around him and he was just happy 
joyous. He didn't expect anything. This was the moment when Miss Malalem pretty much became more arrogant, condescending. She thought that she is somehow different than all those others. And Frederick, who had saved him, self, who could go now to um, a school for better people, and in Miss Malham's mind, these were all people who would deserve it, who are on top of the society, who lead the society, whose decisions have have impacts on society. This is how Mrs. Malham, Miss Malham, would see the upper class. They are the ones who lead society. Their decisions are being followed. They are at the head of their their time. They are on top. They are, their lives is not as meaningless as ours. And now her little Frederick was part of it as well. She told everyone about it, that her boy was special, that her boy was not ordinary, that he, that he had of course inherited his genius from her. She did not talk about Frederick's husband who abandoned her. No, she was, she told everyone it was her and she lived through Frederick's perception. She told everyone if she would have gotten the chance, if her parents would have seen her genius, she probably would have ended somewhere else. She probably would have been more successful beyond what one can imagine. And she probably would have freed herself from these chains she, she felt every day. Of course, this arrogance started to annoy everyone. It is indeed annoying. Imagine you are, you are this poor family. Imagine you cannot really accomplish anything and you do not see a way out. The same thought Miss Malham felt before, she, before it was announced that Frederick is special. And then they saw someone among them, one of their own, being able to get out of the hood, being able to, to pursue something different, a new life, a new idea. These people had already given up on them and now they saw a success story, but they were not happy for them. They were not happy because they thought that there probably was a mistake or something. Not that Frederick was um, um, a crook 
Well, this was just a little boy. They indeed were trust, would trust those conclusions drawn up by the by the higher class. However, that they thought it can't be that one of their own, one of those people from whom never ever anything good could come, that he would turn out to be their good. And they tried to come up with explanations. Yeah, Frederick may be smart, that little boy struck everyone as smart. They, they claimed it even though they had never met him. But they somehow said, yeah, maybe there was a mistake in the hospital. Maybe something went wrong. Maybe they swapped the children and now a wealthy man, a wealthy family is plagued with an idiot. And this, uh, this is what these people thought of themselves, that those who have accomplished something, they must be in a way or another better. This is what society had brought them up in. You can become everything you want. You just have to try. But of course, these people who went to school, who went, who did not succeed, and to whom it was always told that they would be stupid, that they would be dumb. They, of course, understood life is not just about trying. Life is not ju just about your will. You have to have some qualifications. You have to have some wits. And they understood that all those, uh, all those motivation speeches, that all the talk about things you want, all boils up to one thing, and this is your abilities, your wits. There are some skills you can acquire by practicing, by repetition, but there are other skills you have to have, no matter what it is. And these people looked in to the world in and in an in a depressing fatalism. We cannot change who we are because we are there where we are because of who we are. And then and for them little Frederick was not one of their own but the, ch the child of someone else and even rumors continued to spread it was said that Miss Malhelm was a whore despite the fact it was, it was not unusual that women in the hood would have many children from different husbands. This was quite normal. The destruction of family 
let many scarred. However, they said that Miss Malham is probably a prostitute. She's probably one of those well-paid prostitutes, or she somehow, in a way or another, managed to coax or seduce a wealthy man, a smart man, who was probably drunk, no one knows, and then this man had sexual intercourse with her, and this is how little Frederick came all about. So they would not cheer anything of his successes. They even would say it is only a matter of time until Oliver Twist would some sort of find his true parents and then he would leave everything behind. Then he would be at home and everything would be fine. In the new school, Frederick was considered a genius as well. Because it was not a school party, clearly for smart children. No, it was rather a school for well-off parents who could pay the fees, who could enable their children a better education. In this school, their children had teachers who actually had a college degree, teachers who were well-educated, who understood the psyche of children. The, the school was well-equipped with the newest technology. And for a fact, this made the difference. This made the difference between the well-off children and those who are poor and even in these circumstances little Frederick was considered a hero and the school was proud of him because they were mainly the parents of those pupils they were mainly well off middle class or upper class uh, businessmen or upstarts or, or just people who have inherited money. They all lived in gated communities away from the poverty. They lived in suburban areas where they would not have to face the bleakness of poverty of the hoods and so on and despite the fact that some of those people in those gated communities would vote white or would vote left they would be ardent advocates of socialism of social equality but it was you 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 know more than a PR 
gag then really uh, a true belief this is something which which you had to say something people expect from you and so they did and they had some sort of a bad conscience about it those conscience bites they kept haunting them since all what they promised to their poor constituents to those people whom they swore an oath that they would help them that they would elevate them from poverty well the help did never arrive it was all about their self progress it was all about how they could accomplish some something and and political office became then nothing but a job something you write in your resume you were this and that you had power you were you could people make believe that they should vote for you that they should support you and this would look good on future job applications there was no no change of thinking these people did not grasp that politics meant that you have to be there for the people it is not about you you present the good the commodity and the commodity is solution this this is very important however little frederick the only poor child who who was in this in that school was famous the teachers feared that frederick would be in a way excluded because he had no money because of his so social standing so they tried to raise compassion among the pupils that they should take care of frederick that they should help him when he needs something they should be there for him one one teacher said frederick needs our help this was rather political they wanted to see and make everyone believe that they care for those peoples and they wanted to make visible to their constituents to the people who voted for them look the american dream is not that look we do something for you you can accomplish this likewise you only have to put in the effort of course this psyche only works with blaming all the others where you do not deliver but just emphasize if you would have put in the effort you would have accomplished accomplished it that's all what matters
and more and more the, the pupils in that school helped Frederick. He became something like a star, the center of all attention. Frederick grew up abandoned. No one really cared about him in his home. Neighbors would not even know his name. They would just call him boy, boy, go get that boy. Don't be so, so loud. And even sometimes his mother would forget his name. But here in this school with these new pupils, everyone knew him. And, and he was celebrated as a star. He was a genius, yes. And because of this and how he was treated in school, Frederick thought of, of himself as something special. Not only special to compare to his siblings or his his family and the people in the hoods. No, he felt him, himself special even compared to those pupils with whom he went to school. He was different. It's the way they treated him. And he grew up in this notion huh, that he does not owe anything to anyone. Huh? That he's better than anyone. And it made him arrogant. He pretty much adopted some of the some of the condescending tone of his mother. He would tell everyone that he walks to a special school, that he would tell everyone that he is the smartest in a class. He would tell anyone, huh? Even he would even exaggerate that sometimes the teachers that they would ask him for answers, or that he would be so smart that 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 that, that uh, he even sometimes taught others, taught his classmates. And arrogance led to his fall. Because the more he walked through the world, that he would be something special, the more he felt that the world would owe him something. Because he knew that he was poor. He uh, went occasionally he went occasionally into the homes of his classmates he would see their wealth and he would immediately compare their circumstances with his they had it all they were wealthy they had good parents they had nothing missing in their lives but he he had 
nothing, just poverty. For him, this was unfair. And the notion of it was even exacerbated the more he felt that he was a genius. And the more people made him the center of his of their attention attention. The more he felt people would have affection for him because he was poor. And there he thought to himself that the world would owe him something. That the world would have to pay him something for the poverty he endured. Even one teacher draw such a such a hideous picture of poverty. Even his classmates agreed. Poor little Frederick. He has to bear such. He has to bear this. Bear these circumstances. And they agreed all with him. This was actually unfair. Frederick is special. He does not deserve it. Introducing the new loaded scratchers from DC Lottery. These scratchers are loaded with cash prizes of $50, $100, $500, $1,500, and $5,000. And chances to win up to $250,000. These games are absolutely stuffed, jammed, overflowing. You might even say, loaded? Play the games that are packed with $7.5 million in cash prizes. Get your loaded scratchers today. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 